0: Cuphead, a 2D platforming run-and-gun adventure about two cartoon porcelain brothers and the fight for their souls. Can our hosts make a movie of all these adorable protagonists, goofy villains, and the devil himself? Find out on this episode of Game Real.
1: Hi everyone, welcome to Game Real. I am Pesky Mastermind. I'm Intellectual Beggar.
2: And I am Sir Alarming.
1: And we are the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, I'm Matthew Brennan. Uh, I'm Cassidy. I'm Annika. And we are Game Real, the show where three college grads write movies about our favorite games. And today we are discussing Cuphead. Full title cuphead don't deal with the devil so cuphead is a multiplayer run-and-gun indie video game by studio mdhr it was first released in 2013 and it's heavily inspired by you know all those rubber hose style animation cartoons from 1930s so like like fleischer walt disney felix cat betty boop uh popeye and all that stuff
0: all that great stuff
1: so cuphead is a one or two player game where you control two little little cup guys cuphead and his brother Mugman, through several levels of boss fights to help repay their debt from the devil because the devil is a landlord but yeah uh, i i love this game this game is amazing i highly recommend that everyone try it at least once it has a really gorgeous art style, it's beautifully animated, everything is super detailed. You know, it's the triumphant story of class warfare and all that. You know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the animation okay. is like a really like big thing of note in this game. It's honestly so smooth and so beautiful that like it distracts me so hard from this already very hard game. I'll be oh, always, yeah. like, in a boss fight. If a, bots, if a boss does something new, I immediately die because I'm just like, oh, man, it's doing a new thing. Oh, wait, that thing kills me. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I'm also very bad at this game, but I love it.
1: Yeah, this game is really a sensory overload in the best way possible. It's also very hard. It's, it's, you know, it's been called the uh, the Dark Souls of Cups, which I've never played Dark really Souls done.
0: of old cartoons.
1: I've never played Dark Souls, though, so I
0: don't know.
2: When when I was watching you guys play, I didn't think that you were bad at all, Cassidy. I just think Matt is kind of a god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, Matt is very very good at this game, and he for sure carried me through all of it. Uh, I,
1: I'm not. I that have good. like
0: I have like maybe twenty plus hours in this game, and I'm I'm like still stuck on the clown, like on my own.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I've I've played through it fully once before we decided to do this and then um after we played together cassidy i uh, i stayed up all night and i beat the game again really <laughs> <laughs> nice. yeah well, actually, cool. I, I did it like the night before and then again last night and it was it was very fun
0: this is very much like how i play dark souls actually <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a really short game like each level is max like two and a half minutes long but like to learn it, you die so much that it takes way longer. So it's you know it's <laughs> worth your money.
0: There's a DLC coming out in the nebulous future. Oh. Yeah. They haven't announced when it's coming out because just like the original game itself, uh, it's taking a long time to make because they're hand drawing everything. Yeah. Really? Also-
2: That's crazy. Yeah,
0: everything's hand drawn in this game. I. When did, You you said this was released in 2013?
1: Wait, no, no, no. Oh, fuck, I fucked it up. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> yeah, wait, I was gonna say... Okay, the, it, was, this, all right. it was announced
0: in 2013,
1: wasn't it? Yeah, so, okay. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> Sorry, correction. Um, <laughs> it was announced in 2013, Ugh. and it was released in 2007. You gave me a crisis, oh, yeah. man. I was like, wait, his cup had been out for many years, and I just don't know about it? Well, Ugh. if you look in the game, it says it was actually released in 1930, so... You oh know. shit! You're right. Who, who do you trust? <laughs> it was released in
0: 1930, but nobody could play it yet because computers and the switch didn't exist.
2: Did you see it got a Tesla release?
1: Yeah, <laughs> so you can yeah, play I it was... in your Tesla. <laughs> I think you could only play either like the first level, or the first world. Wait, hold... you know, the Tesla okay, yeah. isn't like the strongest gaming uh, device, apparently. Hold on! Can't handle the whole game.
0: Are you got? I, now I have to ask: Is this a joke about Nikola Tesla and like his Tesla coil? Are you making an old joke, or is this literally
1: something? No, you no, can no, do no. In, a, in an Elon Musk mobile. I was
2: reading the wiki, and apparently there was a Tesla release. So you can play the game like on the Tesla screen in your car.
1: Yeah, apparently Elon Musk just really liked the game, and so he was like, (laughs) I I must put these in my magic cars," you know?
2: (laughs) Also, did you guys see that apparently Netflix is in the process of creating a TV show?
0: Yeah, Yeah. I'm really excited about that. So hyped. It's going to look so good, I think. I hope.
1: I think I follow one of the concept artists on Instagram, and everything I see looks very fun. But yeah, Cuphead, it's great. Um, It was... Everything was, like, pencil-tested on, like, pencil and paper, and they just digitally colored everything. It's a gorgeous, wonderful, magical, heartbreaking experience, because you're going to be very angry the whole time, but you're going to have fun. So, yeah, so what are you guys' favorite characters in the game?
0: Uh, well... My first ever favorite boss was Cagni Carnation the first time I saw him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love him. He's a big flower, and he gets really mean when you try and, you know, collect his soul. Very hard. He's like the hardest boss on the first level, but he's really awesome. And then my sa- my absolute favorite boss is Jimmy the Great, and he is a, uh, he is a genie, and he has probably the wildest boss forms I have ever seen in this game. Uh, that being said, I've not finished the game yet, so, uh, but, like, he, his boss forms are all crazy. He, like, opens a chest and a bunch of random shit flies out of it at you, and then he turns into, like, a bunch of pillars with his face on it, and you have to, like, blow them up, and then he, like, uh, turns into this, like, weird little slug that pops out of a golden sarcophagus, and then he turns into a puppet that looks like you, and then he turns into a giant, like, version of himself with pyramids with eyes in them. He's crazy.
2: <laughs> I didn't get to see you guys play that many levels but of the levels that I saw my favorite boss was Hildeberg who is the oh, one yeah. who fights y'all up in the air and she turns into that mechanical moon and i think just that like evil moon design is so fun mm-hmm.
0: she's so cool i love her that she's kind of like a uh, a cross between like betty boop and olive oil and an evil blimp <laughs> <laughs>
2: She does, she does give very strong olive oil vibes,
1: Yeah. I really like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. There's a lot of characters who are, like, just super Popeye-esque, and I just love that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly, um, there's this one character, I don't know if you guys saw her yet, but um, her name is Sally Stageplay, and, like, her whole thing is that she's an actress, and she looks exactly like olive oil, and she's she's very fun. <gasps> oh. And... I don't know, her, her whole thing's, like, kind of hard to explain, and I'll just, like, send you guys a video later. But also, there's this one pirate captain called Captain Brinybeard, and he looks just like Bluto from Oh, Popeyes. wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's really fun. He has, like, a ship who's, like, alive and, like, will, like, spit cannons at you, and he has, like, a little face on the bottom. And he's really wild because, like, towards the end he'll just shoot like an anime laser at you out of nowhere. <laughs> it's super it's super like out of nowhere and crazy. And I I just love it.
0: Is this also a plane level? Cuz I know Jimmy the Great is a plane level.
1: Uh no, this is a regular level. Oh god, that sounds so hard. It's on a Doc. Yeah, he is he's one of my favorites to play. Also, um you know the Devil's Casino levels with uh King Dice and the Devil, those are really fun creative i love the background design in them especially for the devil's like little palace i think i think it's like an interesting architecture for hell
0: yeah this game is just so fun in just every way
1: yeah and you could play with a friend and you know like those are the best kind of games Alright, so should we get into our pitches
2: yeah let's do it
0: Uh, okay. I'll go first, then. Alright, I have two, and they're both kids' action-adventure movies, so I'll try and be quick. So, the first one, Elder Kettle is kidnapped by King Dice as leverage to get the boys to do his dark bidding. Cuphead and Mugman are forced on yet another dangerous adventure in order to save their beloved father figure. And this this idea takes place, like, after they've beaten the devil. And basically the whole idea is that King Dice was double-crossed by his, like, you know, former employees when the devil died. And he needs the boys to, like, get something back from each of them in order to for his soul to, like, be free of the devil or something. I haven't really figured that part out. And the second one is this one. After the boys defeat the devil, all of the evil souls in the casino are let loose upon Inkwell Isle. Cuphead and Mugman must team up with Miss Chalice and put a stop to the ghastly goings-on. So this one is also still post-devil defeat. And in this one, the third player in the DLC will be introduced. Miss Chalice will be among them. I think it it'll be her and Cuphead and Mugman all like having to vanquish ghosts and stuff. And then I think the final ghost should be some kind of or the final boss should be some kind of ghost king. Yeah. And that's pretty much all I've got.
1: All right. So I got 3 pitches. All right. So the first one is When our heroes give into the dark side, one chalice will clean up a spill too big for two little cups. <laughs> so Um, In the last level, when you collect all of the debts for all the previous bosses, you have the option to either give it to the devil and, like, join his side and then become, like, evil versions of Cuphead and Mugman. They look real gnarly. Or, you know, you could fight the devil and get the true ending. And so I was thinking, you know, what if we go with the bad ending being canon and then after Cuphead and Mugman, like, become forever cronies to the devil... Miss Chalice, you know, the DLC character, will have to come in and clean up the mess.
0: And you say you're not good at log lines. That was a great (laughs) log line.
1: Well, they get worse from here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so the second one is the Inkwell Isle is shaken up when a mysterious stranger introduces a new game that'll flip the tables on our porcelain heroes. You know, obviously this game takes, like... Pretty much all its influence from like the 1930s and I was like, oh, you know, nineteen thirties, like all those Fleischer cartoons. But what else is the nineteen thirties famous for? And I was like, oh, you know, the Great Depression. So <laughs> I was watching some videos on the Great Depression and like life during that time in America. Like you do. You like know? I was, you do. Yeah, like our, our during tea time, you just put that on in the background, make you feel all nice about your life. <laughs> And I was watching this very dramatic one, and this guy was talking about how the game Monopoly became very popular. And it was like, yeah, they were selling you, like, a game where you could have all the money that you want during a time when you didn't have any. And I was like, wow, that's, like, really sad and intense. <laughs> and for me, the Monopoly man, you know, he's, like, the face of, like, evil capitalism. So I was thinking, this is, like, post-game, like, the devil's defeated... And, like, everything on Inkwell Isle is fine. And then, all of a sudden, like, this, like, kind of character of the Monopoly man comes in. He's introducing this new game, and it's Monopoly. Basically. We'll have to change the name for obvious reasons. (laughs) But he gives it to all the uh, denizens of the island, like, all the bosses and Cuphead, and everyone is, like, kind of corrupted by this idea of greed that the game you know, you need to to have to win the game, and so like the whole Inquil Isle turns into a giant board game, but it's all like fucked up and like depression era sadness, like people like carpet bagging and like going on like hobos on trains and stuff. Wow,
0: that's wow. also really good. Yeah, yeah,
1: and also of course uh, the the Monopoly Man is the devil because you know because
0: <laughs> you, know, yeah. you you know twist ending the Monopoly Man was the devil the whole time.
1: Yeah, I was also thinking King Dice could be like in disguise and he could dress up as like the Monopoly pieces and that would be like his weapon gimmicks. Ooh. Yeah, and so then the last one, I just have uh the words Cuphead Slays God in italics cuz you know, I was thinking like uh you know, they killed the devil, where do you go from there? And I was like thinking about anime and I was like, yeah, you just kill God.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah, I know. We we all want to do the last one obviously.
2: <laughs> I'm leaning towards that one honestly.
1: <laughs> okay, and uh what were you thinking, Annika? Yeah, okay. How do you follow up killing god? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's my my pitches are not as bold. I also have two. One is more fleshed out than the other. So, okay, so this one is called Cuphead the double cross or at the end of the game the game presents you with a choice you can either become a henchman of the devil or you can decide to fight the devil so kind of similar to Matt's pitch I was thinking that this story should take place in an alternate universe where the cup boys have chosen to become servants of the devil because of greed I guess. They come to realize that, oh, they don't actually want this life for themselves. And so they have to team up with some of the other debtors to fight against the devil. Um, But it's revealed at a pivotal moment that Mugman is actually working as a double agent. And so the final boss would be Cuphead versus Mugman.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Hell yeah. And,
2: And it would add all this extra tension because they're brothers and... Does Mugman even care about Cuphead if he's willing to double-cross him like this? I love those kind of dy- dynamics.
0: <laughs> Very good.
2: My my second idea is really not fleshed out at all. <laughs> it's um, Cuphead back in action based off of Looney Tunes back in action. And I oh,
1: have... the Brendan Fraser one? <laughs> yeah.
2: I have, (laughs) Cuphead and Mugman are thrust into the real world when they stumble upon a portal (laughs) in the Devil's Casino that leads them into modern-day Las Vegas.
0: Yes, yes! I was really hoping someone would pitch, like, a a Cuphead in real life. That's awesome. I just wrote, Uh,
2: they have to figure out a way back, (laughs) question (laughs) mark.
0: Yeah, why not?
2: Because I really, I, I cannot think of a plot for this, but I just was like imagining myself interacting with the little Cuphead <laughs> and having a lot of fun with it. So I just think it would be funny to get someone like
0: <laughs> a big character Nosex. Nosex. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> oh
2: my God! <laughs> interacting with Cuphead.
0: Lil Nas X is a little too big, but I do like that. Like a, I don't no, think Lil Nas X is too
1: big for Cuphead. I think he's down. I, I disagree with you guys.
0: Yeah, I was just like trying to I was also trying to think of like what other character actors would be good in a movie with Cuphead where like the Cup Boys like come in real life. Jack Black springs to mind obviously, but he's been in so much.
1: Yeah, so many of our movies
0: so far. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He really has.
0: (laughs) I think he's only been in one. We just talked about him for so long in that one.
1: I mean, I think out of all like the really poppin' actors, he's like the most down to clown with this kind of stuff.
0: Oh, absolutely!
2: True, true. We could try and pull Brendan Fraser out of retirement.
0: <laughs> is he retired? I don't, know, I don't if... know. He's been in some
1: stuff.
2: Yeah, he ha- kind of hasn't done anything big in a while. But I, I don't Doom think Patrol.
1: that's his
0: fault. He was, yeah, but Doom
1: Patrols no state. Georgia the Jungle. Uh, wow. <laughs> I guess,
0: I guess that is true. Um, damn, we've got so many good pitches here. I do not know
1: how to choose. Well, we gotta. We, we gotta, gotta. do. What we gotta do. Just put them all in a blender and just, you know, <laughs> just make a big mess.
0: Oh no, no, no! <laughs> I think we should make the. All of these pitches are so grounded on their own. We need to pick one. Every the past like three episodes we've released have been very convoluted and confusing because of the games that we did.
2: Yeah. True. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: We need to. We need to release something concrete.
1: <laughs> Maybe that's just our brand, though. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the movies we pitch tend to feel like they're going to be like four hours long
1: <laughs> yeah we're like
0: the new snyder's out here with these oh, yeah.
1: crazy movies i mean you know i don't really care too much about the justice league movie but mm-hmm. if Zack snyder's opening the door for us to make our Four hour indulgent (laughs) video game movies, then you know, thank you.
0: (laughs) You know, if he's gonna fund our five hour long billion dollar cuphead movie, then sure. I'll be real. I kind of like Annika's last idea.
2: Cuphead back in action. No, the thing is I kinda wanna
0: explore it a little bit. The thing is
2: I don't really have a plot for it, so we could merge this with a a plot that one of y'all had.
0: Uh I can't picture any of the things that we've pitched going well with that.
1: Uh, it's kind of a weird thing, because, like, that's kind of all cartoon movies, you know what I mean? What do you mean? Like, it's always, like, the person in the real world, and, like, it seems kind of weird, but I think it could work if we made it that they were in the real world in the 30s, when they were supposed to <gasps> Oh, my know? God. Like, exist. Oh, they, so it's like they go back
0: to the real world, and, like, it's the 30s?
1: Like, they are famous cartoon characters in the 30s. Like, they are, like, canonically, like, next to Betty Boop and stuff like that. And so then when they, like, go into the real world, it is the 30s. And we could, like, vent some of our ideas through that.
0: Yes, yes. Wait, I love this. So we're doing, like, a a kids action adventure
1: animated period piece. Yes. (laughs) I think it should also be a jazz musical, too. Oh my oh. God! So you're thinking like Ella Enchanted, but with jazz? Sure, yeah.
2: Oh yes.
1: I was thinking more like uh, the Brave Little Toaster. Oh, I haven't seen that movie. Oh, it's. Oh, you gotta.
0: Shit! Well, now Jack Black is starting to sound really good because he was in that one King Kong movie, and he was like the best part of that movie.
1: I think the sexual tension between King Kong and Naomi Watts was the best part of that movie. <laughs> You know, it's like, it's like (laughs) Naomi Watts, like horny for King Kong in that versus like her horny for the girl in Mulholland Drive. You know, it's like,
0: (laughs) it's it's like, what's more
1: passionate? I don't know. I don't know. She knew
0: that Andy Serkis was secretly under all that ape. Oh, yeah.
2: Under all that ape. (laughs) (laughs) What a sentence.
1: That's great. Is there a King Kong video game that we could, like, make a movie out of? uh, There's a Donkey Kong
0: video game we can make a movie out of.
1: That's true. Let's just remake Peter Jackson's King Kong.
0: (laughs) Kong. (laughs) Stop talking. We need to to do that next time, okay? There there
2: is a game called Peter Jackson's King Kong, the official game of the movie.
0: (laughs) We just do a script read of King Kong, the movie. Mm
1: -hmm. okay, Okay, so Cuphead. Cuphead.
0: It sounds like we're kind of... I don't want to speak for you guys, but it sounds like we've agreed on this. Like, they go back to the real world plot. Mm-hmm.
2: And what do they do there? <laughs> they figure out a way to get back, question <laughs> mark?
0: Well, Annika, I really liked what you said where it's like they're fighting the devil and then the devil sends them back in time. Mm. That's very, like, Samurai Jack. Like, I think we could open on this really, like, intense, awesome, like, like uh, animated cartoon fight scene and they are fighting the devil, and then, like, they're right as they're about to beat the devil, he, like, does he pulls an Aku and sends them back in time. Or not back in time, but sends them to, like, the real world. And Will
1: Am will compose all the music, like the Samurai Jack intro. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that would be great. Also, I think it would be very fun if we added... Because the, the creators of Cuphead, they're these two brothers, and they, like, animated oh, everything. Wow. Or, like, I mean, they they... They hired a bunch of animators but i think and this would be very fleischer because the fleischer brothers who made you know betty boop and felix cat and coco the clown who had a short in which he was brought to life by the animators and he was in real life so it's this is a very full circle thing is what i'm saying
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: (laughs) so i'm saying there should be a scene in which we meet the animators and they like would they learn their they learn their relevance in the real world
0: Maybe. Maybe that's, like, how they come out. Well, okay, I don't want the animators to be, like, the main characters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but maybe they are, like, the MacGuffin.
1: I think it'd be fine if they were, like, side characters or, like, a plot point towards the end.
0: Because what I was picturing was, like, the way that Cuphead and Mugman, like, enter into the real world is, like, the, the two brothers who are animating Cuphead all of a sudden Cuphead and Mugman jump out of the paper and into the real world and they're they're like freaked them out or whatever and then maybe Cuphead and Mugman are all freaked out by the real world and they like run away and then you know some wacky happenstance where they're like super far away from the two brothers all of a
1: sudden maybe it's like something different but maybe the devil like kicking them out of like the cartoon world could like manifest in like the brothers having like art block and they're like I can't make any more like Cuphead cartoons and it's like, oh shit. And maybe they're like the biggest cartoon in the real world, in our world. Or like
0: Cuphead doesn't exist in any of the cartoons anymore. Like when people are watching uh, the Cuphead shorts or whatever, like suddenly Cuphead and Mugman just aren't in there anymore. I do like them being like the MacGuffin and like eventually like Cuphead and Mugman figure out, they're like, oh, we need to get back to them. They're the only ones who can help us get back to the, you know, to our world or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, they could be like our wizard of Oz at the end where they like, you know, somehow fix the problem in like the third act or whatever.
0: I was going to say I think the devil should also send like henchmen after them just so that Cuphead and Mugman aren't like the only animated things we see in the real oh, world. Oh, yeah,
1: totally.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: Like some monstars shit. That's what those aliens from Space Jam were called, right? The Monstars?
1: Yes, they were. Speaking of Space Jam, uh, Bill Murray should be in this movie.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, agreed should be like a candy shop owner or something. who should our main character be or like quote unquote main character
1: like the audience surrogate
0: yeah like the the guy um the guy who's in Sonic I forgot his name
1: probably like Steve or something Steve <laughs> <laughs> something like that Oh
2: my God James Marsden
1: that's the one yeah
0: our who's our James Marsden gonna be
1: Probably has to be a kid
0: how old are all the kids from stranger things
1: they're
2: all they're like kind of older now
1: they're, i think they're all like in their late teens now
0: yeah i was thinking like maybe the kid who plays dustin dustin yeah you read my mind yeah yeah like maybe dustin can be like a paper boy yeah he who loves who loves
1: cartoons and he loves going to to the to the picture shows you know
0: yeah oh
2: <clears throat> he's only 18
0: yeah he, he could be he could and he looks young he's got a young face yeah.
2: yeah, he could play, like, a teenager.
0: Awesome. So, I think the kid's real name is, like, Gaten something.
2: Yeah. It's...
1: Gaten Maserazzo, I think. Is...
2: Yeah. He was in Les Mis.
0: <laughs> Wait, what?
1: <laughs> oh, really?
2: Weird aside, yeah. He st- well, he started as a Broadway actor, and he did Les Mis.
1: Oh, oh my God. Was
0: crazy. he the, the boy who gets shot?
2: The boy who gets shot, yes. All
1: right, so he's he's Papy Paperboy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah. we'll, we'll say um, his name What's an old timey boy name? Theodore. The Theodore. Yeah, Theodore. yeah we got Theodore. I'm looking
2: up top names of the nineteen <laughs> thirties. Robert.
0: <laughs> no nah. nah, they're all some some white boy ass names. They're I bad. like Theodore.
2: Eugene.
0: Ah, Eugene's such an old man name though. But, okay, like but then
1: cop headed mugman can call him Genie or something like that and it'll be real cute. I think Genie sounds like someone you'd like meet in like a little retro diner, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I think there's a vibe where we want to go. Virgil? Virgil?
2: (laughs) This is a huge list. Salvatore.
1: Salvatore.
2: How is that on this list? I don't know anyone named Salvatore.
1: I think it was just Dolly, and they were like, well, you know, he's pretty famous at this time. I think Sal sounds more like 30s to me.
0: Sal also sounds like someone in their 30s. (laughs)
1: all right so salvador yeah sure
2: okay and his name is short for sal
1: salvador is long for sal (laughs) that could be how he introduces himself hi i'm salvador long for sal
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's that's pretty good um (laughs) uh okay cool so our boys get popped into the real world it's like the 30s depression era you know shit's bad they are freaked out by the real world and like a bunch of wacky happenstance makes it so that they like are far away from the animators and then they meet Sal.
1: Okay. I have not, I have an idea. I think we should start in, and we can go back to this. We should start in like the cartoon violence of Cuphead. But I think when they meet Sal, I think it should be like a thing, you know, long there, paper boying, Sal comes back, you know, comes to his mom. She's like laying in bed or whatever, knitting, dad's like off trying to like catch a train try to hopefully get some money you know it's all it's real rough and somber but you know mom's like oh let's you know sally my baby i'm you know here take this uh take this like nickel like go go to the theater and watch a cartoon you know and he's like oh mom are you sure about that we we might need this and it's like it's okay go have fun you know so like cartoons around this place i think in this like kind of lower income place that's like what keeps everyone going that's what makes everyone Mm -hmm. happy yeah so like when cuphead leaves like that's it's gonna be like a big societal thing like oh shit what are we gonna do without cuphead you know cuphead brought everyone so much joy oh so he goes to the theater you know And it's, you know, he goes to his favorite. He wants to see Cuphead and Mugman, you know? But Mugman's his favorite. Wink, wink. (laughs) (laughs) So he goes to Sid, and he's like, oh, they're fighting the devil and stuff. And, like, we can go back and forth with, like, the view of the theater and, like, actually being, like, in the cartoon. You know what I mean? Okay, so I'm thinking, like, the little short or whatever the film is, like, it's Cuphead and Mugman, like, versus the devil. Like, this is, like, the last thing in, like, a whole story arc they might have been doing. And then the devil banishes Cuphead and Mugman, and so they pop out of the screen into uh, Sal's popcorn or whatever, you know. So like now they're in the real world. They see each other. They like scream. It's like what the fuck's going on? And then you know, you know, story starts. Ooh.
0: I, I like that. Here, I, I had I had an alternate idea. What if we see the cartoon violence all at the beginning, and then them like being banished? To, like, another... Like, this world. And maybe they do come out of, like, a theater screening. And maybe... Maybe they do come... But it's, like, not the screening that Sal goes to. And so then what we see all of that you described. And Sal goes to the screening. The next one. And we are about to see Cuphead versus the Devil. But then that's when we see, like... When the, the like... The little, like, portrait pops up. It's like, this is a Cuphead and Mugman show. And, like the portraits where cuphead and mugman are they're just not there anymore they're just empty and then the cartoon starts playing and like cuphead and mugman aren't there but the devil's still like doing all his stuff and like saying all his lines and then like then like sal hears some like sounds in another room during the screening and he like sneaks off to investigate maybe it's behind the screen he like sees like some stuff behind the screen and he goes and investigates and then he sees back there cuphead and mugman like freaked out covered in popcorn you know, trying to decide, like, figure out what to do. And then they see each other and they freak out.
1: I do like, I like parts of that. I especially like the idea of like, it's showing like the short, like, and the devil is like doing all his lines and they're not there. I think that's a really good idea. And we should include that as like a thing. I do, I, I really want them to pop into his popcorn though.
2: Oh, I guess I have a question. How big are they in the real world?
0: How big were you picturing them, Matt?
1: Well, I imagine they're teacups, you know? And, like, little mugs, so they're, like, that big.
2: Oh, little.
1: Like dolls. Oh, yeah. Okay, I was
0: picturing, like, Sonic the Hedgehog size. I was, too. Like, yeah, I was picturing, like, a couple of regular Sonics over here, where they're, like, at least child-sized. But you're thinking really small, like Smurf size.
1: Yeah, because I was thinking, like... Maybe, like, around Sal's parents, like, they could pretend to be regular cups, and then, like, <laughs> the mom, like, takes a sip out of one of their heads or whatever as a gag. Something <laughs> silly like that. Can they, like... How about they start small, and as they get, like, regain their strength, they get bigger as the movie goes on?
0: Uh oh. yeah. Well, how do they regain their strength? Like, what is, what is sapping their strength? I
2: had... I had a thought. So I think part of the game's story is that to beat the game, you have to take the option that is less greedy and which benefits you less. So I'm not sure how best to incorporate that, but I like the idea of keeping that as one of the central, con- like, central conflicts of the game, which I don't know. I'm not sure how that would play out.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think think i'm i'm like picturing stuff involving money and
1: potions
0: (laughs) but i don't know how that would work in the real world like how did how would pork rind be in the real world
1: perhaps what i'm thinking is that like in the cartoon world and the real world there are like parallel stories going on in which like things are getting bad in both Mm -hmm. so like in the cartoon world the devil has like basically kicked out the only hope for, like, saving everyone there. And maybe the devil's, like, so that they don't get back and he can keep fucking shit up. He'll, like, send stuff to the real world. Yeah. And then... Oh, in, yeah. And then, so then that could be, like, Cuphead have, and Mugman have to get back in. But in the real world, like, all this, like, fuckery in the cartoon world is messing up the actual, like, Cuphead cartoon. And, like, maybe the animation studio is losing money or something like that.
0: Oh wait, uh, that that that's how they get more powerful. They defeat the villains. Oh, true. Yeah. How do we th- like? How do we think the the boys are gonna get back?
1: I think we need to tie it to the thing of the animation studio failing, and th- with that failing, there'd be no more Cuphead, and obviously, they don't want that. Also, I think we should take like a cartoonish route where it's like the existence of Cuphead and the joy it brings to audiences is, like, ho- what holds American society together.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So maybe the devil is, like, controlling some big movie executive who's, like, I don't want funding for the animation department or whatever. Oh, yeah! <laughs> oh. And that could be Bill Murray.
0: <laughs> yes! That could be Bill Murray! Okay. You're so right. Wait, yeah. hold on. Idea. What if the devil sends dice King dice also voiced by Bill Murray Mm -hmm. to back to the, uh, real world to, to he, so he can control the executive. I like, he can like, yeah, he can like sweet talk in his ear and be like, you're losing so much money over this silly cartoon. Are you sure you want to dump money into this? And then the executive's like, you're right. I don't. And so then he, you know, takes funding away.
1: down for that that's good is our bill murray movie executive like a malicious person or is he just like a fool who's being conned greedy fool yeah okay
2: maybe it's maybe it's through through money laundering and so the dice king is like you know you could pocket some of this
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: absolutely
1: oh could we also give him like a stupid backstory where it's like he hates cartoons for some (laughs) reason (laughs) yeah yeah, like
2: a... a a cartoon killed his mother.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to give this guy a name. What's Bill Murray's name?
0: Uh quick, Annika, will bring up one of the stuffy weird names.
2: Oh god. There's Howard, Norman.
0: Ooh, Norman. I like Norman.
1: We need like a a Norman big spankin Lester? last name though. Maybe we could do something like having to do with being greedy and then like have like the middle name be like a letter and then, do you know what I mean? Like he'd be like Norman G. Reedy, like greedy. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Norman
0: G. Reedy. There you go. There we go. You did it.
1: Okay. Cool.
0: I have an I. So I think if the King Dice is here and he's like manipulating Bill Murray, I think that then the Cupheads need to get to the animation studio as well. And I think what they need to do is they need to like meet the animators and so that they can like, yeah, I think that their goal should be to meet the animators. Cause I think when they meet them, I think then the animators should like get their abilities to like animate and draw cuphead again back. Yeah. And then they like put them back in the world they're supposed to be. And they literally like put them up and put them on the page and they're like, there
1: you go. Mm-hmm. well i have an idea i have an idea what oh, what?
0: oh lay it on okay
1: so for when they do meet the animators like they have mm-hmm. to go through all like these like hoops and stuff to get to them yeah and then they finally get that and the animators they're just like they're so distraught like they're losing so much money you know so everything's going wrong with their cartoons they're like oh i can't i just can't do it anymore guys i'm sorry and then uh Gaden Manorazo, sal Is like, listen, guys, you know, your cartoons mean the world to me and all my friends, you know, they like, it brings us so much joy and like it touches, touches the animator's heart so much. And also Cuphead and Mugman are like crying, you know, a little bit. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. There's milk (laughs) coming out of their eyes. Yeah,
1: there's milk coming out of their eyes.
0: Okay, so it seems like we have like the beginning portion and the ending portion. Yeah. Yeah. I think now we need middle. So we're sticking with the idea where it's like he witnesses them pop into the real world?
1: Yeah, I don't think anyone else notices but him. Mm -hmm. And everyone else is just confused, you know?
0: I think there's definitely gonna be... There's gotta be some, like, real-world goofery where Cuphead and Mugman are all freaked out and don't know what the real world is. And then uh, Sal is, like, trying to hide them and, like, you know be secretive like maybe there's a scene where like sal's like freaked out these things landed in his popcorn all of a sudden cuphead and mugman pop up and they're like hey where are we and then he's like he's like holy shit and he shoves them back in the popcorn and people are like shh hey shh i'm trying to watch the movie
1: often like i think after cartoons or maybe it was like before cartoons they would show like the news oh. in movie theaters like you know how they'd like bill it like that mm-hmm. yeah back in yeah. the olden days the newsreels and so yeah newsreels and so after um, you know he like kind of calms Cuphead and Mugman down, they're like, "What do we do? Where do we go?" And then there's an ad for in beautiful sunny uh, Los Angeles, California, and then it shows like the animator's studio and all that stuff. And then yeah. they're like, "That's where we need to go. That's where we need to get back to."
0: Wait, does Cuphead and Mugman know that, or maybe Gaten knows that? Or not, I think Sal
1: Gaten knows that. He he needs to be the one to lead them.
0: Yeah, he's like. Oh, I know where you guys came from. You came from there. And then I think we need to cut back to the cartoon world where that that's when the devil decides he's going to send uh send back some of his villains to go destroy Cuphead and Mugman.
1: Should we just like hand pick a few um bosses? I think so. Yeah.
0: This might be not this might be like not the first boss they fight, but certainly should be like one that they fight when they are ready to leave the small town they're in i think hildeberg should be the boss that gives them the ability to get plane and go somewhere and she would be really fun because she would wreck all kinds of havoc of like the town and like flying around and casting tornadoes and turning into the various zodiacs um but anyway that's my pitch for how they get planes so that they can go to la so yeah, uh, Sal takes the Cupheads back to his house. We we see the um, the devil send bad guys back into the real world to destroy the Cupheads. Hildeberg going to be one of them. Who do we think should be the first bad guy that they encounter?
2: Oh, you don't want the first bad guy to be Hildeberg.
0: No, I think she should actually be the last before King Dice because she should be like... May be, yeah, maybe they don't even encounter her in the town maybe they encounter her in like a big field or something or I don't know I just oh. think that she should be like she should be the key to them getting to LA quickly
1: I think we should throw like a world one enemy so maybe, um, maybe Cagney Carnation
2: yeah maybe the frogs
1: yeah maybe I was, frogs, I was yeah. gonna say
0: maybe the frog brothers what are they called again
2: Ribby and Croaks
0: Ribby and Croaks they seem like tough guys. Yeah.
2: I think they're good as like a a first henchman.
0: Yeah, because Carnation is kind of like high concept. He has so many yeah. powers. These and guys punch.
2: They just punch.
1: <laughs> okay, so in this in this scene where um they bring or Sal brings Cuphead and Mugman back to his home, does his mom notice? Does he try to like hide them from her? At first. He should
0: definitely try.
1: Yeah, and then fail. How is she going to be okay with her son, like, venturing off to go to L.A.? Or to go to Hollywood, rather.
2: Oh, I was kind of assuming that he would run off and not tell anyone.
0: Yeah, I didn't think he was going to tell her.
2: Yeah. He's
0: going to secretly pack his bags and, like... Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe Sal's idea is just to do a train because that's like the so I, All they have, get around. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's like his that's his idea of fast transit. He's like, yeah, there's a train station in the in the in the town.
1: So I'm thinking maybe so like when he brings them back to the house, maybe the mom finds out and then she faints and then he just like books it to the train station. Though I imagine he doesn't have any money for the train, so uh, Ribby and croaks, like their whole like thing is gonna distract them so that he could sneak on while like they're fighting Cuphead and Mugman.
0: <laughs> I think I think what if, what about this? What if <laughs> what if they fight the the Frog Boys, and a big cartoon golden coin falls out of one of their pants when they're knocked out? <laughs> And then, okay. they, and then Sal hands that to the conductor. And the conductor's like, uh... That's good. I That's guess. Really good. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Hop aboard. <laughs> should, we, should we have one more villain before we get to Hildeberg? Or should Hildeberg be the one who wrecks the train?
2: I'm okay with her being the one who wrecks the train.
0: Okay, and then after her, it's King Dice? I was thinking, I was like, oh, you know, if they're gonna get bigger and they need to get their powers when they, like... Fight bosses. Maybe they should fight more, but then I guess I guess like what they just get is they get like their their brawling brawling abilities back from the frogs, and then they the get plane's uh, the planes back. And by that time, they're Sonic the Hedgehog sized.
1: I thought of a thing, and like we don't have to to do it, but as like a thing, because I still feel like. You know, the, the fans are gonna want to see them fighting Hildeberg in the plane. So maybe for, for some random reason, it doesn't even have to be like super well explained. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. like a little thing at the train station. There's like like a like a little mini biplane is being transported on the train and they find it and then like Cuphead and Mugman know what to do. And they could use their like powers to like take over it and turn it into like their planes and then go off and fight.
2: Oh. Or actually, wait, at at this point, aren't they still, if they're still little, maybe one of the kids has, like, a, a toy plane, and they hijack it, and they can fit in it just because they're so tiny.
0: Oh, wait, hang on. I do, wait, so, Matt, you're saying this, this plane, this, like, real plane, this real plane would be used in the fight against Hildeberg?
1: Yeah, they just, like, they just bogart it and just... You know, fuck shit. Up I like,
0: I like the idea of that. I think they should be too small to fly the plane, and they need Sal to fly it.
1: Oh, that's crazy! Oh, and they that's both get in the management. back.
0: Yeah, they both get in the back seat and put their like pilot caps on. They're like, sorry, sorry, Sal, you need to fly this plane. Our legs are too short to get to the pedals and what have you. <laughs> and then they pull out. They manifest like their uh, hand lasers, and you know or like whatever we have they manifest little cartoon machine guns and you know shoot at Hildeberg when they get close enough. Uh okay cool. So they get in this plane, they fight Hildeberg. They Hildeberg wrecks the train in the fight and then also maybe wrecks the plane. Yeah, she yeah, should so wreck they're the stuck plane. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, and they're Separated like in the from middle the train. of Yeah, they're like in the this like field or whatever. I think maybe I think just the next thing should be that they find their way to uh after they reclaim their plane manifesting powers they should fly to la um and fly to uh to where king dice is and all the while like between these two boss fights there should be like interstitial scenes where like king dice is whispering like or he's like manipulating uh uh, Norman G. Reedy, um, and, uh, you know, animation funding is being cut, and the, you know, the world is getting sadder.
1: So we've been, like, in, like, the sequencing of the film, we've been, like, peppering this in throughout. Yeah,
0: like, probably between each, like, big conflict scene oh what about this I just had this idea what if like when they enter the uh the animation studio they like find the like office door of their creators and they like start banging on the door to like hey let us in and uh no one's answering and uh like they grab someone they're like hey what's going on why aren't they letting us in and he, he's like oh their, the funding's been cut they've been in there like they haven't said a word all day and they've just been in there like silent <laughs> And then mm-hmm. that's when they, like, get the clue to go confront the the exec, and then they see Dice King is there.
1: Then when they get to Hollywood, they meet the exec, they beat uh, Dice King, then they go to their creators, right? And I guess at that point, uh, Norman G. Reedy's had a change of heart, and he gives the funding back.
0: Yeah, he he and... definitely sees all this and is also touched by it.
2: The fight with King Dice is this like the the climax of the movie or cuz I was almost thinking like if they defeat King Dice wouldn't that enrage the devil and make him want to try harder to stop to stop him
1: maybe with his weakness the devil comes to the real world and then they fight him for like the final bout
2: I think that should be what the final battle is I think they should fight the devil again
1: I just think that, like, the addition of the devil,
0: like, the secret last fight is kind of, I don't know, I don't, it feels a little unearned, because they are fighting Mm -hmm. the devil the whole time, but we are establishing King Dice as, like, the final villain. The devil doesn't really do much else after he sends all the villains into the world. And I, I, I don't know, I kind of like the idea of, like, Cuphead and Mugman's, like, happy ending in this is not just them being sent back to the real world, but them getting back to the real world and being, like, given the the chance to, like, wallop the devil, you know? Like, oh, their happy the ending is that, yeah, like, their happy ending is that they go back to the real world and then bonk them on the head, and they're like, yeah, we win.
2: No, that's fair enough. So then I, in that vein, then I feel like when they go to fight the devil, it should be, like, the easiest fight ever, because yeah, maybe the creators should, like, have made them way too overpowered.
0: Yeah, they gotta, like, pull his <laughs> pants down and kick him in the butt or something. Like, they gotta <laughs> humiliate him.
1: Mm-hmm. Real cartoonish should... dumb shit. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, like, release, like, a Dragon Ball Z, like, laser from their finger. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, invent anime, like. How yeah. Many years. <laughs> yeah. I think in that, then, like, after they, you know, defeat King Dice and, like, they get the funding back, then they go back to the creators. I think the creators should still be, like, distraught and be like, oh, what's the point? No one even likes Cuphead and Mugman anymore. Yeah. And then yeah. we get impactful Gaiden Monorazzo Oscar winning speech.
0: Teary eyes. <laughs> Teary eyes. Beautiful not
1: smile. A... Mm-hmm. Not a dry eye in the theater. No, not a one. <laughs> okay, cool. I think, do we have it?
0: It sounds like we got it.
1: So we open in the cartoon world of Cuphead and Mugman. So far they've defeated all these bosses and they're finally going to fight the devil. But then the devil's like, oh, I'm gonna banish you to another dimension, and so they do that and it's like, whoa, crazy, where'd they go? So now we're in the real world with Sal the Paperboy, played by Gaden Monorazzo of Stranger Things fame, doing his little paperboy route. Given the papers being like, oh, and don't forget it, the Metrograph or whatever tonight, a new Cuphead and mugman cartoon. He goes back to his family house. His dad's on the way out the door with his little bindle, gonna look for work, gonna be hopping trains. It's the 1930s, you know, really rough time. Sal goes inside, you know, puts his his little paperboy hat on the hat stand. You know, it's a very, very humble home. They don't have a lot of money. Goes to mom, who's in bed knitting. Or something like that. How's work? Oh, you know, good, good. Oh, you, you know, honey, you should go see that, that Cuphead short. I know you're, you're the number one Cuphead fan or whatever. He's like, oh, shucks, mom, but you know, it's so much money. She's like, don't worry about it. It gives, it's a, it's a very big deal, you know, money in this house. But she gives him the little quarter or whatever he needs to go see it anyway. So he goes and he goes see it, and we see on, in black and white on the little theater projector, the Cuphead fight that we were seeing earlier. But this time, at the end, when the devil dispels Cuphead and Mugman, they pop out of the screen and land right in Sal's popcorn. You know, no one else notices, but he sees it, and they're like, "Ah, you know, so it's very slapsticky. like, they're, like, running around. Oh, he's like, oh my god, you're, you're, you're the cartoons, you're real! And they're like, what the fuck are you? Because, you know, they haven't seen a human before, it's weird. You know, things are calming down. They're like, oh, how do we, how are we going to get back to the real world? Oh, no. Then, after the cartoon show on the screen, there's a little new- newsreel in, you know, beautiful, sunny Hollywood, California, showing some behind-the-scenes for the animator studios. And they see their creators, Jared and Shad Moldenhauer, you know, as 1930s animators back then, doing their thing. And they're like, oh, so we gotta go... Go there and return you back to your home or whatever. It's like okay, cool, let's go. And then maybe the uh, the newsreel also shows the greedy Hollywood executive Norman G. Reedy. Then I think I think it would be cool if we did like a little like fade from like the the movie screen into like the actual like screen of the movie, and then we're like in Norman G. Reedy's office, and he's talking, and he's being like, ah, oh, these dang cartoons, how I hate them, uh, oh, yuck, yuck, yuck. Then King Dice comes out of nowhere and he's like, you know, you should de- defund those silly cartoons. And, you know, he's being, he's being fed these lies. He's like, oh, yeah, I should defund these cartoons, you know, whatever, fuck them. It's like, oh, no, what are we going to do without Cuphead and Mugman cartoons? So then we go back to Siles home. He's bringing back the boys. He's trying to hide them from his mom. Kind of to no avail. She, like... See them, she's like, what's that? Mistakes him for a cup, takes a sip out of Cuphead's head or whatever. He giggles or something silly like that. Mom sees it, drops him, oh my god, faints. It's like, oh shit, we should get out of here now. So they go to the train station, as that is how you get around in the 1930s. When he's turned away because they don't have any money, you know? It's like, oh, you can't get on this train. But then all of a sudden, you know, the train station is attacked by Ribbian Croaks, the first little boss fight in our movie. They attack each other, wham wham, choo choo, snap snap, all that stuff. They win, they die, they gain like a little bit of their power back, but they also gain a big cartoonishly large golden coin from the defeated foes. They take that coin, Sal takes that coin, goes to the train ticket guy, puts it on the counter, being like, three tickets please. Guy's just like, oh, I mean, I, I don't really know how to how to operate in this situation, but sure, here you go, go on the train. Then we have like a, probably it's a nighttime scene, they're gonna go to sleep on the train, you know. Train's probably full of other people, you know, just trying to, trying to get around. Sal so has an emotional talk with the Cuphead boys, Cuphead Mung Man, about what the Cuphead shorts mean to everyone, you know. It's like, oh, it's really dark times right now, but we go to the theater, and you guys just put smiles on our faces, Matt. That makes Cup that touches Cuphead and Mung Man real real swell-like. So they fall asleep. We have a scene back in back in Cuphead cartoon world. Devil's looking at them, maybe through like a crystal ball or whatever, you know. And he's like, oh, I gotta that that those frogs didn't do any good. Oh, I gotta send some bigger, bigger help. So he sends in Hildebert. Boom, they wake up, there's like it's pl- the train's under attack. There's a giant blimp lady just like shooting at them or whatever it's crazy and they're like oh my god what are we gonna do it's like oh usually we have our planes to fight her but we don't have that now and it's like oh maybe there's something somewhere here pull a cloak off of some random thing in one of the cars it's a plane they're like what are we gonna do we're too tiny it's like oh sally you gotta do it he's like what i'm just a kid i can't do that He's like, you know, Sal, you inspired us, so let us inspire you. You can do it, bro, you know, it's it's cool. He's like, oh yeah, I can't argue with that logic. So he jumps on in. Boys are shooting at Hildeberg. She's going through her transformations. It's real wacky astrology type stuff. They beat her, but the explosion from her, they're going down. Ah, oh, Mayday, Mayday, oh my god, yeah. This it sounds like, oh my god, I never, like, truly loved the girl or whatever. This is terrible. We're gonna die. Ah. But then they're like, ooh, look at that. Like, from Hildeberg's corpse, like, a little glowing thingy-mahooze goes and They're like, oh my god, it's the, it's the power. So they get the power to turn into planes again, and they, they save the day. You know, they're great. It's like, oh, now we can finally make it to Hollywood, California. In our plane form. Go to Hollywood, they go to the animation studio, but it's, it's deserted. It's like, what's going on? They see a janitor, and it's like, hey, where, where is everybody? It's like, ah, oh, studio's been been defunded. You know, the the, the creators, the, the animators of Cuphead and Mugman, they're in there, but they're not seeing anybody. They're real sad about it. They're like, oh, who do we go to for this? And it's like, oh, well, everyone, the guy who handles funding the exec is Norman G. Reedy up there in the, the Hollywood Hills or whatever. So they're like, oh, we got we to gotta face Norman G. Reedy. Something's afoot. I think uh, King Dice is up to this or something like that. They go there. He's not surprised by them being cartoons. Oh, I've seen cartoons, real-life cartoons before. They're like, you're you're ruining life in America. The G-Reedy, everyone lists these cartoons bring so much joy? Why would you do this? He's like, ah, oh, cartoon killed my mom. And then, you know, King Dice is like, ha ha, that wasn't. That cartoon who killed your mom was me. Ha. He's like, what? No way. They fight King Dice, it's just like the boss battle, he's bringing out the cigars and the the poker chips and the magic eight balls and all that, it's crazy, he's giant, he's throwing cards at them, but you know, they, in their great cuphead ways, they defeat him, it's great, it's very triumphant, and G. -G Reedy, like, in in the flames of his destroyed office that's been the battlegrounds of all this, he's like, I see the error of my ways, you know, you guys, you guys are great. I'm gonna refund the animation studio. then the, the Cuphead and Mugman and Sal are like, hot dog, that's great news. Let's go back to the to tell the good news of the animators. So they go back to the animation studio with Jared and Trad Moldenhauer. But even though they've been refunded, they're they're so distraught. They're like, What's wrong? you know? it's like, Oh, no one cares about Cuphead and Mugman anymore. It's so sad, you know, I don't think I have the the will to continue making them even though our magical creations are right in front of us now and then sal's like no you can't do it and he's like i'm, I'm your number one fan the, 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 they bring joy to everyone it's, i'm very inspirational i'm gayden manorazzo i play dustin in stranger things i'm tearing up right now just talking about it, just thinking about the scene you know cuphead and mugman and the, and the animator boys jared and chad they're all crying jared and chad crying tears of tears of water, or whatever tears are. Cuphead and Mugman milk, of course. They're like, oh, you're right, boys. We gotta get back to work. You know, this is great. You know, we're gonna make everyone happy again. It's gonna be great. Come on, Cuphead and Mugman, let's go. And so they take a little uh, link you know, those little, like, ink pens, and they draw a little door on their foreheads, the animators do. And they open the little door from the little doorknob, and it's their brain, and it's like hopping up and down like those cartoons did. You know, you know what I'm talking about. A little happy, the brain's got a little eye and some big smile. It's like, come on, boys, with a little Mickey Mouse glove reaching out for them, pulls them in, closes the door, and I guess they say to Sal, "Well, we better find your parents." Hard cut. We're in the theater. They're back in the, in the versus the devil short that was in the beginning of the movie. So this time they're gonna finish the battle devil's like, you're back, no, how could this be? And they're like, oh, we've grown much stronger since the last time. You're finished, and they totally humiliate them. It's like a super Dragon Ball Z moment, like wait, 70 years before that shit even happened, you know, they're just blasting them with like world-destroying laser beams. Defeat the devil, it's cool. We're in the theater now with uh, with Jared and Chad and Sal, they're all, and his, Sal's parents. Everyone's cheering, it's great, yeah, everyone's throwing popcorn. You know, everyone's happy. It's a very good vibes. Everyone's laughing. The end.
0: Matt, I really love how you do recaps. Mm -hmm. They make me so happy. (laughs) Thank you. I need to take notes from you,
1: honestly. All right. Um, I guess guess we should outro this now.
0: Well, first I'm going to mention that we didn't get any pitches from fans this time. So if any of you listeners have any ideas for movies, send them to us. You can tweet them at us, it's at GameReel3 on Twitter, or you can email them to us at GameReelCast at gmail.com. Go ahead and do that if you have any, uh, any ideas about video game movies you'd like to see.
2: And we'd like to give a special shout out to Chris Kirk for making our theme song. His username on Twitter is at ComposerKirk, so Composer and then K-I-R-K, and his Bandcamp is ComposerKirk.Bandcamp.com.
0: It's a real banger, our music. I'd also like to thank Britt Soda's who makes all of our wonderful album art. Her Twitter is at Artzoid. So A-R-T-Z-0-I-D.
1: And that's the show. I've been Matt. I'm Cassidy. I'm Anika. And we've been Game real. Thanks Get for listening, everybody. <laughs> Get out of here. Go play Cuphead. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs>